Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 274. I have a few business lessons that I repeat over and over again. One, done is better than perfect. Two, nothing is urgent. And three, don't build your business on a platform that you don't own or can't control. I can't tell you how many DMs I get every time Facebook or Instagram goes down. Hundreds of panicked people wondering how they'll get their message heard if they can't post to Instagram that day. And I really, truly do get it. You know I like to show up on Instagram, and it's always been a great way to connect and communicate with my audience and ideal customers, but there's something special that I've learned through the years, and I'm so passionate about it. I'll never stop sharing the importance of it. You need an email list. Now, when Instagram goes down, no sweat, I can still reach my audience and even more directly with my email list. Instagram, it's the handshake, the, hey, how are you? Here's what I'm all about, and would you like to learn more? email, it closes the deal. If you haven't started building an email list yet, I have a ton of resources on my website, including a full-on course to help you launch, grow, and leverage your list to build your business. I've also shared a ton of tips and tricks for email lists right here for free on Gold Digger. And today on the show, I've got more. I'm working with one of my students, Natasha Smith, for a coaching session all about email lists. She's a little apprehensive about building her list. She doesn't want to sound salesy, and she's not entirely sure what would convert best for her business. We're working through all of those questions and more. So let's start right now. But wait, before we dive on in, if you want to learn more about email lists, I have a free training. If you had to grow an email list.com, I will walk you through what to say, when to say it, how to say it, who to say it to, all of the things, the how-to to email lists. You can go sign up, save a seat. It's a one hour long training at growanemailist.com. This is my top training, my most downloaded one, the best program that I've ever created. And I want to answer your biggest questions today. So again, head to growanemailist.com, save your seat, show up, and I will lead you through the how-to of email lists. Trust me, after this episode, you're gonna want that info. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru, Jenna Kutcher, will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts. Listen in on honest conversations, 
and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to LinkedIn for supporting Gold Digger. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to get matched with quality candidates who make the most sense for your role. Post a job today at linkedin.com slash gold digger and get $50 off your first job posting. All right, Natasha, I didn't even let us talk all that long before hitting record because all the good stuff is about to happen. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited. Totally fangirling over here. Oh, well, we're so pumped. So whenever we do these coaching sessions, we reach out to our students because I love pouring into my students in a new way. And your story caught my eye. So can you share just a little bit about who you are and what you do? And then we'll dive all into questions about starting an email list. Yeah, well, I am a mom of three girls. Um, I'm super busy and multitask oriented and um, passionate, multi-passionate, I guess you could say, I got into the Enneagram based on just my own stuff, I guess you could say. Through counseling, I was introduced to the Enneagram and it has really helped me discover who I am again. And that's just really my passion is to help other women just really be free of that self-doubt and rejection and become who they were supposed to be. And that really is just my heart. And I started looking into different ways to teach the Enneagram as well and help other women that were just like me. It's been about a couple years of really learning and diving deep into the Enneagram where I found myself again in it. And, you know, my strengths, my weaknesses, my, why do I do these certain patterns? So I want to help other women do the same thing, whether it's in business, life, you know, all walks of of life, all different seasons. And that is really uh, my passion. So, yeah, that's how I got into this. I'm newly uh, certified. So I was certified about uh, maybe, well, we're in June already. Good gosh. Probably about six months ago and just started diving into learning as much as I can about business. I've been following you like crazy, listening to all your podcasts, and I buy all the courses. I'm definitely an online course junkie and really enjoy learning from people who have already done it. I love that. So that's where, yeah, where I am. I'm, I'm new in my, my email list, and I'm ready to grow. That's so cool. So first off, I'm a huge fan of the Enneagram. It is like absolutely transformed our family. My entire family Mm -hmm. took it and it's helped us to understand each other better and to kind of see when we're at our best or when we're at our worst. So I have to know what number are you on the Enneagram? I am a type six. Okay, Remind me of what that is. So a type six is the loyal guardian. And that is definitely me. I'm, I'm hardworking. I'm very loyal, hard to leave things, but I have a strong seven wings. So I am very like, let's get at it. Let's do something new ideas. But part of the six is the, 
the anxiety piece, which I totally have, where you double guess yourself and everything kind of has to be perfect. So you kind of get some of that three, some of that one, some of those characteristics in. It's really interesting. Oh, I love that. I'm a three. So I'm a three through and yeah, through. I, can see I that. love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So walk me through exactly first, how do you make money or what is your goal in terms of a business? Like what is your product or service that you're offering? Yeah. So I am offering coaching sessions. I really would love to do groups and live in-person presentations on the Enneagram and also just using it as a tool for coaching and, you know, just coming around women and, and lifting them up. You know, it's not the end all be all, but it's an amazing tool to help you get where you want to go on the next level. So business, all that good stuff, but yeah, really coaching. I I see down the line, you know, courses and podcasting and all those things. I'm totally a big thinker and futuristic dreamer. So I want to do all the things and reach as many people as I can. Awesome. Okay. So let's dive on in. I want to know before we start. So do you have an email list? Yes or no? Um, no. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> this is no. why we are here today. Okay. So how about I will let you just start asking the questions and I shall lead you and we'll just okay. kind of go so I would say my biggest hang up right now is getting people to opt in and give me their email address. I've got about four people on my list right now and it's pretty much, you know, my mom, my friend, my aunt and my sister. <laughs> Thank you for, for opting in. But um, yeah, so my the lead magnet is really where I'm, I have the biggest hang up. Okay, so let's start with that. So for anyone listening, you can say lead magnet, you can say freebie, there's like freemium, there's all these different ways you can say it. But essentially, what we're talking about is the item that people will exchange your email address in exchange for. So they'll give you your email address, and then you can send them an email. So one of the biggest things that I think happens especially in the world of services. So whether you're a wedding photographer, an online coach, a consultant, whatever, it, a lot of times we're like, well, they could just Google that and get it for free. Have oh, you ever yes. thought that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of times we have those thoughts and that holds us back from putting mm-hmm. content out there. But the truth is, is that I think the number one mistake people make when they go to start an email list is they put a generic form on their website or in their Instagram profile or whatever. And it's like, sign up for my newsletter. And I don't know a single person on this planet that wants to sign up for any newsletter, unless they're your mom or your sister exactly. or your aunt. Like, There's no one that wants more email unless they know what that email is about or how it's going Mm -hmm. to serve them. And so I think the first thing that happens is people think, okay, well, I should probably start an email list. And so what they end up doing is they just create this generic sign up form and they get a handful of people and then they're like, well, that didn't work. I'm stuck. It's not going to happen for me and I'm done. So what we need to figure out first is I would love, and I think this goes for anybody, is for you to create two different freebies. So I want them to be different 
in the subject matter and the delivery, like how how you're sharing this. Let me give an example. So when Drew started his online health consultant business, he decided he was going to do a grocery shopping list. So it was like a food prep type freebie and then an at-home workout freebie. And they're both aligned with his business, but they were both different. So we could kind of see what makes our audience tick. So let's apply this to you. So you could do, I mean, I'm like off the top of my head, I can think of a million things, but you could do how the Enneagram could support your marriage, like a freebie like that, Mm -hmm. where you could walk people through relationally, like, do they want the Enneagram for themselves? Or maybe they want it to understand relationships in their lives. And then you could create a separate freebie that is more personalized. So how the Enneagram can impact your career or something along those lines. So what I love about the two different ones is you're hitting the same topic, but you're going to be able to test it to see which angle is going to speak to your audience more. And I think this is important because regardless of what you want to teach, Dean, my business coach, he says it best, but he says, you have to sell people what they think they want, but then you can show up with what they need. And so you could have the same content planned, but you could hit it from a different angle based on what people think they want more of. Does that make sense? It does. It really does. Okay. So what I would recommend doing... Mm -hmm is you can do this so easily. You can literally open up a Word document and just type in information. And what I would recommend doing is just first, just going off of the knowledge in your head. So a lot of times what we end up doing is we go on Pinterest or we go on Google and we search for resources similar to what we want to create. And all of a sudden we're really influenced by what's already out there. And that can really provoke doubt, which is something you said you can struggle with. Yes. And so what I want you to do is just sit down and start just either typing up content or grab your cell phone and hit record on a voice note and start just talking about what you know on two subjects. So let's just say we'll stick with the example I gave, how the Enneagram can impact your relationships and how the Enneagram can impact your career. And just kind of riff on that, like just talk, talk, talk about what you know, and then you can play it back and like start pulling out the nuggets of wisdom that you had in there. And maybe you just do three ways the Enneagram can impact your relationships and just highlight three key things. I think a lot of times we overcomplicate the free content that we deliver where people just want answers fast. And so we think like a one page download isn't enough, but it is if you deliver on the promise that you're saying. Yeah. Um, and so you can literally just create a Word document, save it as a PDF. And then the step that a lot of people get stuck on, something that I've been walking my students through is they're like, well, how do I deliver that? Have you ever wondered that? Like, yeah, well, how do I actually get that to them? So yeah. it's actually super easy. So let's say you create a Word document, you save it as a PDF. Now you just have to host it on the internet and that sounds scarier than it is, but you can essentially upload it to Google drive. You could upload it onto Dropbox or you could upload it as a file on your website. And what that does is you, you know how you can share a file with anyone. If you just get that link that can share it. Yeah. So that's all you do is you share that link in a delivery email. Perfect. Nice and easy. (laughs) Does that make sense? So basically, once somebody signs up in the confirmation email, you just hyperlink and say, here's a freebie you requested and hyperlink it to the file, whether it's on Google Drive, Dropbox or hosted on your website. Does that simplify it a little bit? Yeah, it totally does. 
Okay. My wheels so, are turning. <laughs> good. Okay. Good. Okay. Go into the next question. I kind of dove really deep on that one. So do you have any no, clarifying needs? Okay. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I'm just, there's tons in that. So I'm excited. So my next question, and you kind of answered some of it, is it, should I use be using video or podcast instead of a PDF or together with it? I think start simple and get fancy later. So I would honestly say like a two page PDF is the best place to start. For me, I don't ever deliver freebies really via video or like podcast or recordings because I feel like just sitting down to do that is so daunting that it could paralyze me from making progress. So the cool thing about freebies, and I think just in general in business, is that nothing is permanent. So you could host your freebie today, and it could be one of the topics we just talked about. And you Mm -hmm. can go back and edit it and just change that link of delivery. You can go back and add more to it. You could add a cover. You could flush it out more. You could get more intense. You could link it to other resources. But I think a lot of times we feel like everything we're doing has to be permanent. But really, it just has to be done. And and you can go back and change things as you get feedback or as you hear back from people or as you see what people are mostly drawn to. So what I would recommend, and I mean, we have probably within my brand, I would gander to say about 100 different freebies. But I would say that 90% of them are just downloads. And I think they're awesome. And they give content fast and they give people a reason to get on our list. And What's so important is, sure, people could get that information for free, but they couldn't get it for free from me. And I think a lot of times we realize, like, we tell ourselves, oh, I'll just go on to YouTube and learn that. Or, oh, I could Google it and put all those steps together. I don't need to buy that program or whatever we tell ourselves. But do we ever actually do it? And so if you put together something that's compelling enough, people are going to opt in. And so I would say start simple, lowest hanging fruit, what can get you the fastest results, and that's going to be a PDF. And then of course, you can get fancy and you can add videos to your landing page or you can, you know, you can do so many fun things, but I would just start super simple. Okay, awesome. As you were talking, I thought of another question. So you said do the two different subjects, you know, like relationship and career with the Enneagram. Yep. Do I keep them... Do I do two at the same time, different places on my website or do I? Okay. Yeah, Yeah. this is good. Yep. No, I get it. Okay. So here's what I would recommend is you could have like, do you have a blog by any chance? Okay. So I would do a blog post that's in alignment with whatever freebie you decide on. So it could be something like a blog post, like is the Enneagram impacting your love life or something like that. And you could do a blog post and then you could link to whatever freebie you created with relationships in it. So like want more information or want to see how this could impact your love relationships or your family relationships or whatever that is. And then when you go to share that blog post on social media with your audience, you can also share that extra freebie. I think the number one mistake that people make is they create a freebie and they put it out into the world one time Mm -hmm. and then they let it die. And it's like, no, no, no. Like when Drew started his email list, I made him share 
one of his freebies. He only had two every single week. Mm -hmm. So I know you're in my Instagram course. When we talk about the JK five, I would want one of your five categories that you're sharing on social media to be aligned with your freebie. That would be your big call to action each week. So all of your other posts can be serving, serving, sharing, teaching, serving. And then your big call to action would be for people to opt in. And so what I think happens is like, we forget that only like 3.5% of our audience is even seeing our social posts. And so maybe it was the time of day that we posted that didn't get traction. Maybe people need to hear about it a few times before they take action. Maybe we need to try a different title for the same freebie. There's so many different ways to get that out there, but there, I would encourage you to, you know, do a blog post about one of them, share the pop, or it doesn't even have to be a pop-up, share a link to that one in the blog post, then share that on Instagram. Then a week later, do the other one and just kind of flip flop back and forth. Um, and I would do that for like a month. So I would share each of them four to five times before you start saying, okay, I have real data on which angle makes the most sense. And of course, refine those freebies to be in alignment with what excites you the most. But those are just two ideas where you can kind of see different angles because a lot of times we assume what our audience needs from us. And so we just go in one direction and we Mm -hmm. don't actually take the amount of time to figure out the different messaging they want or what's really compelling enough for them. So I would say that too, if you have a freebie that's not getting a lot of traction at first, try a different title, try a different way of talking about it. Don't get discouraged because I think we spend so much time creating, but we don't spend very much time promoting or analyzing. And Mm -hmm. so we'll create something and then maybe 10 people opt in and we're like, oh, that was a flop. That was a terrible idea. But there's so much that goes into if somebody chooses to sign up or not. And sometimes they don't even see the offer in the first place. Yeah, that's good. I'm taking tons of notes. It's so good. Good thing you can listen to this again on the podcast. I know. I'm thinking that right now, like, oh, I need to go back already Um, and write it all down. So, okay. So the next one is, so what do I do once they've opted in? But you kind of covered some of that. But as far as like, you know, the emails after, I really get stuck with knowing where to go from there. Perfect. Okay. So where I would start is creating a three part sequence, like on ConvertKit, MailChimp, like basically any of them, you can make a really simple automation. And what that would look like, what I would recommend doing just to start as simply as possible, is you would do a three part sequence. So the first part is just going to be about you. So they've already gotten the freebie. So they opt in, the freebie comes immediately. That's in their confirmation email. You've already delivered on that promise. Now, the next day I would pop into their inbox and just say, Hey, I'm Natasha and I'm an Enneagram expert. And here's my personal experience with the Enneagram and what I learned because a lot of times you will start to get cold traffic where people don't know you. Like they wanted your resource, yeah. but they don't really know who you are or why they're connected to you. And so I would use that first email just as like a, Hey, here's more about me and invite in the PS to say, Hey, want to reply? Let me know if you have any questions or tell me what Enneagram you are. If you're familiar invite some sort of interaction there, especially when you're growing your email list, because you have the capacity to respond back. And that can create so much connection right off the bat. Then after that first one, 
I would send a second one and I would say, hey, here are some extra resources. Since you have a blog, you could link to maybe your top three blog posts and say, are you curious about learning more? Here are three different resources that could just help you learn more about what I do and how the Enneagram applies to you or your relationships or your business or whatever that is. So it would just be Mm -hmm. an extra way to serve them without ever selling a thing or asking for any money. And then the third one, I would just invite, like do a really short email and just say, Hey, let me know what you need help with. Like actually respond to this and just let me know if you have questions that I could answer on my blog for you, or if you want to connect like one-on-one or whatever that looks like and have it not be selly, like just say like hit reply and let me know what you're interested in. Because especially in the coaching realm, creating those relationships and, and having people feel welcomed enough to ask a question without feeling like they have to hand over a credit card first can not only help you brainstorm new ideas for freebies and blog posts and topics, but it can also just start that relationship where you're showing up and serving them. So I would just set up a very simple three-part automation and in ConvertKit and in MailChimp, you can select so that only when somebody new joins your list, they get that. Because I think a lot of people freak out and they're like, if somebody signs up for both of my freebies, are they going to get that twice over? And all of those email softwares are so brilliant. So you can just check a box and it says it's like a rule. So the rule is only send when someone is brand new to my master list or whatever that is. Perfect. There is so much more to teach on this, but I have to thank LinkedIn for supporting this episode. I also need to thank LinkedIn for helping me build my team. When I first started out, I knew if I wanted to keep growing, I'd have to bring on some help. I love using LinkedIn to find new hires because it's not like a traditional job board. Posting my job openings on LinkedIn means it's landing in front of qualified people who want to grow in their career. On LinkedIn, the best candidates always float to the top of the applicant list because you can search for the keywords and the skills that you need. My last two hires on LinkedIn were perfect and I was able to make the decision quickly. Both new team members started within a week of posting the openings. If you're just posting your ad on social media or tacking it up on a random job board, chances are you're not reaching the right people. And why would you want the future of your business in the hands of someone who isn't absolutely perfect for the job? Go to linkedin.com slash gold digger and get $50 off your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash gold digger to get $50 off your first job posting. LinkedIn.com slash gold digger terms and conditions apply. So while thinking about that, so pop-ups, you know, you hear a lot of people say, have a pop-up on your, on your home screen. Do I have an additional one? Do I have a different one, um, different opt-in or lead magnet for that? So I actually love pop-ups and we have been experimenting with pop-ups in so many ways because I think they are incredible. So um, what is your blog hosted on? WordPress. Okay. So WordPress has a plugin called Optin Monster Mm -hmm. uh, and it's amazing. And that's what we use for my team. And what I would do is just have a pop-up for whichever freebie is your best one. Don't worry that you're hitting people in too many places with that same offer. Once you have maybe three to five total different freebies that people could choose from, just pick your top performing one. For us, we use our secret sauce quiz as our main pop-up just because Mm -hmm. it's kind of the entry point of my brand. It helps us get to know people and it helps us serve people better, but it's pretty 
complex. So we have a pop-up that will pop up on our website. And then as well as we have pop-ups on every blog post that goes live. And with Optin Monster, you can use it very simply where you have the same pop-up on every page, or you can get really complex and you can have a different pop-up for each post. So At this stage of the game for my business, since we have a library of freebies, we get very Mm -hmm. specific. So if the blog post is about podcasting, then we have a pop-up that is a freebie about podcasting, that kind of thing. And so um, start really simple. You can design it. They're pretty customizable to make them look decent. And then you can set different rules. So if somebody clicks out of it, you can set rules so that they don't get it again for 30 days or something like that. Because I think pop-ups can get super annoying and really make your user experience crappy. So we're Mm -hmm. very cautious in how we do it. So we set a lot of rules around it where if somebody isn't interested, they're just simply not interested. We're not going to hit them with a pop-up every time they scroll or every time they click to a new post because they're not going to do that if they keep getting hit with them. So, so yeah, yeah, so I would just pick one really solid opt-in that you think will kind of hit your audience well. And then as things get a little bit more complex or as you build out more emails that will go based on whatever opt-in, then you can get a little bit more specific with that. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, what about, um, so we've got the emails, what should go in them. I also have a hard time with the subject line and I know that's yes. big. How do you kind of come up with some of those things okay. without like how to, <laughs> yes. you know, So inside of my course, we created like a whole cheat sheet. That's like all of these different formulas for subject lines, because I honestly, I literally have to refer to that every time I go to name a podcast episode, to name a blog post, to name an email, because I forget a really easy free tip that doesn't require buying my course is this is hilarious, but trust me on this one. If you go to Google and you type in National Enquirer headlines, I'm not even joking. Um, The National Enquirer has sold billions of copies of their like fake news because their headlines are amazing. It's like an alien grew out of an apple tree. Like, but at the same point, they have some really compelling headline trickery in there. So if I feel really stuck, I will actually Google National Enquirer headlines and I will look up things. The other tip for that would be go on Pinterest and use it as a search engine and type in how to Enneagram or just type in Enneagram and it'll auto populate the top five most searched for things. And so you can see what are people searching for, you know, and you can use Mm -hmm. those types of words and keywords in your titles, in your subject lines, in the title of your freebies. There's so many ways you can use that. So just this morning, my team and I were brainstorming a few new freebies that we could create. And we just jumped onto Pinterest and started typing in like how to podcast. And then we saw what people were looking for. And then we're like, okay, these are three freebies we can create based on what people need the most help with. So that would be my tip there. Subject lines, you want them to, to like evoke curiosity or share a finished result or make people like just feel like they have to open it. But you also want to make sure that that content inside of the email delivers because there's nothing worse than clickbait when you feel like you were tricked. And so we always yes. kind of try to think of like, okay, how are we going to make the promise very clear and then deliver really well on the inside? That's awesome. That is very helpful. Um, 
how do I set myself apart from the rest and draw my ideal customer in? Okay. So here's one thing I was, cause I was thinking about you before we did this show mm-hmm. and you are the only person I know off of the top of my head that is an Enneagram expert, which is probably shocking to you because you probably yeah. follow a lot of Enneagram experts, right? Yep. <laughs> and so what I think happens a lot, especially when we're just starting out, is that we immerse ourselves into our industry so deeply that all of a sudden we feel like, what do I have to offer? How am I different? These people have already done all these things. What's different about me? But what we often forget is that we might be the only photographer or podcaster or educator or Enneagram expert that our followers are following. So when I was thinking about you, I'm like, ooh, I bet you she knows all the top experts. I bet you she knows all the things that are already out there. And I bet that's causing her to stop. Oh, yes. But we have to really start to recognize that like you do things in a way that only you can do them. And for, I would say 95% of your audience, they probably don't even know that Enneagram experts are a thing, you know? And so how can you speak to your people in a way that resonates with them instead of watching what everyone else is doing and try to emulate? And so... When you talk about setting yourself out from the rest, I'm like, oh, this is so easy because I didn't even know there were others. But for you, you're like, oh, gosh, like I am just one (laughs) tiny fish in a big sea. Um, And so what I would do is I would go on to Pinterest or go on to Google, type in Enneagram, see what people are searching for. Go off of the top of your head so that things are your thoughts Mm -hmm. and your voice and your messaging And then what really helps, I think the most is whenever I write emails or copy, and I've recently started doing this in a whole new way, is I will write them to my best friend. Like actually, like I used to say that I did that, but like, I really truly do that. So with a course launch, we just did, I was like texting my two friends. I was like, no guys, like you really need to get this. This is what I'm learning. This is amazing. This is insane. And I like took that exact text message and made it an email. And so a lot of times when we go to pitch something, it's like we like put on the marketing speak and all of a sudden we're selling something and we're, we're trying to emulate the good marketers. And now we sound like a crazy salesman. It's like, all we want to is to feel understood and feel heard. And we don't want to feel like we're being sold to. And so when you create a resource Think about what you would text your mom or your aunt or your sister about it and be like, hey, have you guys been struggling with your relationships? Because I had just learned this one thing and it totally transformed the way that I see my spouse. And I'm like way more Mm -hmm. patient with him. And, you know, have you guys ever thought like, why do I not love my spouse unconditionally when I vowed I would? The Enneagram (laughs) has helped me break this down in so many ways. And I just wanted to share this with you because I figured you might be in the same spot. You know, it's so different than being like, here is my free resource to cure your relationships, you know? So (laughs) that's like how I would approach it. And so if you start to feel yourself getting like spammy or salesy or worried about what these top Enneagram experts are doing, go back to the heart of it, the way that you would share it with somebody you love because you believe in it enough to share it. Yeah. So for the sales email, I'm kind of going, going back to that. So how do we formulate the, you know, we've done the three step and then how do you get them to really reach out and, and want 
to work with you. Okay, so give me the first point of contact that somebody would have with purchasing from you. What would be your first thing that you'd want to pitch to somebody? To do, I think my first one is I would like to do a 30-minute consultation just to figure out if we do match up, you know, personality-wise even, and if I'm a good fit for them. Awesome. Okay. So what I would do is I do those three emails that are all just like get to know introduction, that kind of thing. And for anyone that responds to any of those emails, that's when I would say, Hey, I'm not trying to sell to you. Would you like a free console? I would love to get to know you more, how I can help you, how I can serve you. And just to see if we'd be a fit to work together. So I would start it really simply instead of thinking about creating this long funnel that feels overwhelming and you're like, oh my God, I got to create 10 emails and I don't know where to start. What I would do is just say to yourself, anyone that responds to email one or email three, when I ask them to respond, I will follow up and I'll answer their questions and I'll ask, do you want to get on the phone and let me walk you through this? This is free. There's no risk. And what I think is so cool about that is one, you can treat that as market research for you Mm -hmm. of like, what kind of language are they using? What kind of questions do they have that I can answer? But also then you'll get a feel. So it's not even like they're interviewing you or you're interviewing them. It's just a conversation. So That's how I would approach that from the place of the least amount of overwhelm as things got more complex or things picked up. Then I would look at creating like a longer sequence of emails where email six or seven, you offer that free consult call with a link to your calendar so that they could book it to get more information. Okay. That, that helps me. Cause that second part, sometimes it just trips you up. It's, yes. it's overwhelming. And you're like, wait, I have to think of like 10 emails to write right now. I can barely create a freebie, you know, it's yeah. like, no. And let, and let people, because I think too, when we approach it from this very complex place to start with, our tone gets all weird and we're not using the right terminology and we're forgetting how our audience is feeling. And all of a sudden it turns into this huge sales pitch that people unsubscribe from. And then that messes with our brain. And then, you know, it's just like this chain reaction of things. Mm -hmm. So like, keep it really simple. And when people ask a question, then just say, Hey, I'd be happy to jump on the phone and answer your question for you thoroughly. Cause I don't want to just write it back. And then that way you're, you're getting in touch with those people. Yeah, that's good. Cause I do get get stuck with that kind of loop of, Oh my gosh, I have so much to do um, to get prepared. So with, with the conversion rate, how do we, how do you figure that out from like a Instagram, you know, those people, I mean, I know we're doing clicks, but maybe I don't know how to phrase that, that question. Like what numbers should we be looking at for emails? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the two biggest numbers that we look through that we measure every single, well, I guess it's three numbers. So email list growth is number one. So how much are we growing week by week for subscribers? The second one is the open rate. So how many people are opening the email that we sent out for that week? And we're usually at about like a 30 to 40%. Our goal is 40%, which is pretty high Mm -hmm. um, for open rate. And then click through rate is the last piece. So if you have a link that clicks through to a product, a course, or even just another free resource, how many people are taking action on the links you have? And that number is usually pretty small. And so you want to analyze your results. But one of the biggest mistakes that I see people making when they start their email list is 
they create this loop, this hamster wheel that they're on. So they're like, okay, so now I need to create one email every single week. And they're just creating these timely emails that live and die with one click. You know, it's like, here's what's going on in my week this week. And then next week that email is irrelevant. And so when you approach email marketing, especially when you're starting out, start to think very strategically about the emails that you're going to send to your email list. So essentially after they go through those first three welcome emails, or maybe you make it five emails long or six emails long, whatever feels the least amount of overwhelm for you, then they're just going to drop onto your weekly or monthly email list. However you want to serve them. I personally recommend one email a week, especially if you're blogging or you're sharing other resources, you can just link to those. And that could be your email that you're sending out. But we want to think strategically about the emails we're sending to our full email list, whether it's 10 people or 100,000, and think about how we could create them in a way that they would still be relevant if we sent them a month from now or a year from now. We want to almost create them with this evergreen mentality versus this time-sensitive mentality so that you Mm -hmm. could use them again or you could build them out into that welcome sequence so that they're continuing that story or sharing more about what you do or sharing more resources in a strategic way so that you're not on this hamster wheel where you're like, every week I'm starting from ground zero and I have to send Mm -hmm. and build and create and send and build and create. We got to figure out how to work smarter. So what I would do is create maybe one month's worth of content. So you say one email a week in this email, I'm going to share my Enneagram type in the next email. I'll walk people through the different numbers in the next email. I'll share this. And that can actually be building out your quote funnel that everyone would get down the road. Does that make sense? It does. It's really good. You covered a bunch of the questions that I had that were popping up while you were talking. Um, So that's amazing. And kind of, I like the batching of doing it just, you know, one month in advance. It's not as every week I need to figure out new things. And it kind of helps you to see like the story and like, how am I serving? And what we tend to do, this might help too, is we look at emails in three part sequences. So it's serve, serve, sell. And when I say sell, it's not like I'm telling people to buy something, but I'm offering something for them to take action on. So we create very intentionally with emails that just inspire or that just storytell or that just encourage or like, there is no links to click on. There is nothing that is going to make people feel sleazy or scammy. It's just straight up serving Mm -hmm. people. And then that next one, it's the sell email where we're either connecting people to a resource or a podcast episode or a paid product or a course or a webinar, whatever that looks like. So whenever we approach email marketing, we do it in three part sequences. So whether we're sending those out once a week or if we're sending them every other day or whatever, we would never go like sell, 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 serve. And then tell us, you know, it's like, we're looking at like, tell a story, encourage, and then give an offer, tell a story, encourage, give an offer. And so that can help if you sit down and batch your workout. If you follow that framework, like you could have a month's worth of content pretty quickly. And if you set it up correctly, that month's worth of content could serve any new subscriber if you just added it into that automation as you built it. That is awesome and extremely helpful for somebody who, like me who needs to be prepared and like, what yes. do I do next? <laughs> and so it's so, so helpful. Then, so in, I'm, I'm, this might be a little bit off the topic, but in the storytelling one, how do you know how much to say in an email 
or not to so, say? We have tested out like short form and long form and we really haven't found much of a difference. So I, what mm -hmm. I usually will do is I'll write a story and then I will go back and remove every single adjective. I'll ask myself, like, is this story a story? Like, cause we always tend to put in fluffy, whimsy words and then it's like, well, wait, what was the right. point of this? And so a lot of people will ask me like, how do you think of your captions and stuff? And it's like, I'm just paying attention to life. And like, when I think about something or when I remember something, it, chances are it might resonate with someone else. So um, you can kind of play around with it. But I think what's so important about storytelling is not just letting people see about you, but allowing them to imagine themselves in your story. So I think a lot of times we tend to paint ourselves as the hero. But what we want is we want to paint our clients as a possibility. So when I tell a story about being a mom and my dog sitting in my lap as we record this podcast, and you know life is happening even if you can't fully relate you can kind of imagine those types of scenes in your own world and so storytelling is just so powerful because it paints a picture of what's going on in my world but it also helps create that connection between you and the reader so I just think they're so powerful because like you said there are a lot of people that do what you do so what makes you different <laughs> it's you and how do you show that difference? It's through your stories. And so I think a lot of people miss that yeah. step and they only email when they have something to sell or something to serve with. But telling those stories just helps people resonate, helps people relate, helps them create that connection. Imagine you in your life and kind of see how that can connect to them and their lives. Yeah, I love that because that kind of goes into my next question for you is, you know, targeting that specific client, you know, that that I'm looking for with the right stories and the right words and, and things like that, especially with the emails, how do you kind of cultivate that without being, you know, I don't want to exclude anyone either, but at the same time, I really, you know, my focus is I want, you know, women who have been through something and to help them grow, even, even not, you know, maybe necessarily gone through something traumatic, but yeah, just to help them grow and getting like kind of niching down to that. Yeah. Don't worry too much about being too okay. niche. I think that's a fear that people have. And I honestly don't think you can be niche enough. Like what's so interesting to me is this podcast. We talk about women. We share that it's a podcast made by women for women. And guess what? We have male listeners and they're still choosing that. It doesn't mean that we didn't create this without them in mind, but we know who our audience is. And so a lot of times we try to reach everybody and then we don't, we're not really clear with anybody. And I think the aim should be that people land and they're like, yes, this was made exactly for me. And what we don't realize is even if it's not made exactly for somebody, they're going to know if they're in that ballpark or not. Like something about it will connect if they're kind of on the fringe. So you want to cast your net wide enough that you're going to hit people who it was exactly made for and people who were kind of on the fringe, but like it could definitely help them. But don't be fearful of going too specific because look at like Natasha, you can't serve a million women. You can't serve, you know, like you want to get down and let's just say we're talking about coaching here. 
Like you want to have like 25 awesome coaching clients that stick with you for a year. Let's just use that yeah, as an example. Sure. You want to speak so clearly to those 25 women that there is not a shadow of a doubt that you were made for them. This is like what changed for me as a wedding photographer is for so long, I was trying to reach every single bride in Wisconsin who had an engagement ring. You know, like I was like, I am the photographer for all the people. And then it was like, no, I only need 25 women. And these are the women I want to work with. These are the ones who make it feel like it's not a job. These are the ones who fire me up. These are the ones who respect what I do. And when I started speaking so clearly to the 25 and repelling everyone else, that was when my business really changed. So don't be too fearful of getting too specific. Good. That, that helps me. Cause I don't, yeah, I want to niche down and, and only really talk to the to people that I'm wanting to attract, I guess. Perfect. Well, I think the next question I have is kind of, it might be a little bit off topic again, but bringing it back in, I guess, is do you feel like you need, you know, I, I know a lot about the Enneagram and as you know, a lot of people do or feel like they do. Do you think you need to put your credentials out there? Like I was certified with this, this and that. Yeah, just do it. If you, if you have the certifications, share it, but that doesn't have to be like the headline on anything. It can be a piece of the story. It could be a piece of your story with the Enneagram. I think if you have any certifications, absolutely use them because that will set you apart. But I don't think it has to be like the line under your username or something like that, you know? Yeah. Well, good. I think that you have answered all all of my questions plus some. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and letting everyone learn alongside of you. I'm so excited to get to teach you. And where can everybody connect with you? And what kind of freebie can they expect now that we've (laughs) talked about them in this show? Yeah, they can connect me or find me on Instagram at Radiantly Flourish or on my website, which is radiantlyflourish.com. And yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing a career opt-in uh, that will be geared towards strengths and how to grow in that. And actually, the relationship one was one that I was just writing down this morning, kind of noting out. And um, awesome. yeah, so it, it's like aligned perfectly with what I was kind of going towards. So yeah, both of those. Awesome. Well, guys, go check out Natasha. As always, I love doing these coaching sessions. And if you are a student of mine, hopefully someday you'll get to be coached on this show. Until next time, gold diggers, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, Natasha. Bye. Thank you. Ooh, what a good coaching session. Never mind the fact that my dog was sitting on my lap through that whole thing. Thank you, Chloe. But man, what an awesome way to talk about email lists. I hope that after today's podcast, you are feeling inspired and encouraged. And the whole process has been simplified to show you what's possible with not a ton of effort. I know it can feel daunting. I know it can feel overwhelming. I know you question if what you have to say is worth opting in for, but let me tell you, it is. I hope that this session with Natasha just opened your eyes to email us in an entirely new way and got your wheels turning on what you can put out to the world in order to grow yours. Again, I want to invite you to attend my free training at growanemaillist.com. I share all about the how-tos of email list building, and I share about my signature program, The List to Launch Lab, 
It is my top course, the number one course that we offer. And I walk you through all of the steps that it takes in order to start, grow, and scale your email list so that you can see bigger results today. Again, head to growandemaiallist.com, save your seat, and I'll see you inside. Once again, thank you for hitting play on another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.